everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff, or Chaos for short. I'm your host, Zach Lyons, and my guest today is my buddy, Espen Jensen. How are we doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm very host I just, and very Norwegian. Very good. <laughs> I just said buddy twice in one sentence, and I'm a bit uncomfortable with myself. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I guess we're buddies, so, internet buddies. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time we've actually spoke, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. We used to write together on Save Continue, if memory serves. Yeah, for like a week when I was active. <laughs> and then I wasn't so, active. That's all right. What are you doing these days? Uh, I'm a, a freelance journalist and translator in Norway. What Are there any uh, sites that you contribute to the most? Uh, yeah, gamer.no. It's, okay, uh, sweet. All in Norwegian, so have fun with that. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe one of my dozen listeners is uh, Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. And it'll appeal. Uh, so, how familiar are you with the Kingdom Hearts series? Uh, what's the word? Intimately? <laughs> Good man. Yeah. So, you've played basically all of them, right? Uh, yeah, basically, except for the, the very old mobile game. Yeah, the one that was Japanese only. Yeah, that was very weird. <laughs> and I Have haven't played the... Uh, played the new mobile game either. Not that much. At least. Okay. Sure, sure. That's all good. Yeah. It's probably the least relevant. So, uh, so then, what would you like to discuss today? What's your topic? Uh, yeah, it was a lot to choose from actually. Uh, but I guess Disney is a good topic. Okay. Maybe it's so... too broad actually, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, the last Kingdom Hearts specific topic we had was Xehanort and. Yeah. Honestly, while it's just one character, it's not really because he covers a lot of characters and he covers a lot of ground. So yeah. it can be a vague topic, and we'll we'll end up organically focusing in on one or two things. I think so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, to start, is there an aspect of Disney that you want to bring up first? Just like their involvement in the series, or how important they are, or characters? Yeah, uh, maybe we could just discuss our favorite worlds and like general inclusions sweet what's your favorite world oh and because there there's so many worlds that appear in several games so yeah. if there's like like if you like agraba the most which agraba for instance yeah, but agraba is definitely not the <laughs> favorite. Come on. yeah no i'm, I'm with you uh i probably so should have uh, i should have uh, mm. had to think about this yeah i should have thought about this before <laughs> i might well, have I'll... to say um Beast's Castle, probably? Yeah? Hmm. The Kingdom Hearts 2 version, I'd assume? Mm. Since it's the biggest? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't really <laughs> know what's what it's uh, the, about it, but probably as the aesthetic. Sure, the dark and moody. Yeah, and the colors, the purple uh, floors and mm. yeah, the gargoyles. It's It looks really cool. Yeah, I like how the gargoyles come to life in it. Yeah. It's not just the, the furniture and the housewares and whatnot. Hmm. I don't know, it also like ties really well into the first game where like Beast is a supporting character but not in the form of a world. So it like fits. Yeah, really yeah, good. definitely. It's it's nice that in Kingdom Hearts One you didn't just meet Disney characters in their worlds, like you met them either in Traverse Town or Hollow Bastion or wherever. Yeah. Even some of the princesses of heart that you didn't see their worlds until later games. Hmm. So it's really good. I agree. It's tough to choose one though, eh? Yeah, it is. I I think when I first played Kingdom Hearts 2, my favorite world was the Pride Lands, just because I thought it was so cool to go to the Lion King world. 
but I think it was last year when I replayed Kingdom Hearts 2 for the first time in several years, and I thought the Pride Lands was super boring and empty and yeah, open and it's really not nearly empty. as exciting as I remembered it being. Mm. So it's tough for me to choose one, I think. I quite enjoy, for the for the lack of characters in it, I quite enjoy Deep Space and Birth by Sleep. That's the Stitch one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't call it my favorite one, but I thought it was really different and interesting. Mm. Maybe Timeless River. Yeah, yeah. Timeless River is a really good one. Yeah, no, that one caught me totally by surprise. I don't remember if I had seen pictures or screenshots of it before Kingdom Hearts Two came out, but when you first go to that world, mm. it's just so so cool. The way it's not just black and white, but like everyone's got the old school designs, and the audio is even like distorted to make it sound like it's from decades past that's yeah so clever and so well done yeah and and that's kind of the the point of we're gonna like talk about how important these worlds are in the the kingdom hearts universes uh, later maybe and uh, yeah yeah and that that uh, that world is so important in kingdom hearts 2 and that's why it's so cool i think yeah well it's interesting because like it's got such a big involvement for such a short period of time Mm-hmm. Like the the effects are lasting, I think, but it's probably the shortest world in Kingdom Hearts too, which is a bit of a disappointment because it's like the coolest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. What about in Kingdom Hearts three? Which world that we know of are you most excited for? Uh, who do we have? We have. We've got Toy Story, Monsters Inc., Tangled, Frozen, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I, I, I think, think. Oh, and Big Hero Six, which we haven't really seen footage for yet. I, I watched uh, Tangled a couple of years ago, and it like mm-hmm. it just jumped to my favorite movie in the Disney universe. So I think really? uh, going to Corona is going to be really, really cool. Yeah, that that movie is so like colorful, charming, and just just plain fun. So I think it's mm. going to be really cool to see those characters in uh, that uh, setting. Yeah, it's neat to see all the the recent 3D animated movies coming to it because as opposed to the Things like the Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, which were obviously 2D classics. Yeah. Bringing them to 3D, I think they did it really well. But it's even more special, I think, to see the 3D movies look basically exactly like they do, but in video game, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, and uh, in the newest trailer, we saw, like, Rapunzel, I think, and she looked really, mm. really pretty. Yeah, Just yeah, like in dancing, in the, dancing in the square at, uh, at the town. But it's so fluid and smooth. Yeah, but no voices yet, it seems. Yeah, in the in the Japanese trailer, she's voiced. Like, she's dancing and she comes up and says something, yeah. and it's voiced in Japanese, but in the English trailer, it's just a uh, blank space for a few minutes, or for a few seconds. And that's kind of weird, because uh, isn't Mandy Moore the one who voiced Aerith in one? Yes, she is. That's uh, one of the big questions, I think, that nobody has an answer to. Nobody public, anyway. Yeah. So she voiced Aerith in Kingdom Hearts 1 and then did not reprise it in Kingdom Hearts 2. But it would be strange, I think. I'd like her to come back for both, honestly. (laughs) She was such a better Aerith than... uh, I can't even remember her name now. Mina Savari? Yeah, she had a very... In Kingdom Hearts 2? Very weak voice. Yeah, she was very unengaging. Yeah. Didn't really have much emotion in her voice. But I thought Manny Moore fit pretty perfectly. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. That being said, we haven't seen any of the Final Fantasy characters in trailers yet either, so... Yeah, that's... That's yet to be kind seen. Kind of a big question. I mean, after E3 this year, there were interviews with Tetsuya Nomura, 
asking about it because there's been like a dozen trailers for Kingdom Hearts 3 over the last five years, but we haven't seen any like hint of a Final Fantasy character yet. And typical Nomura fashion, you know, he just kind of dodged the question and gave vague answers that didn't really answer anything, but I think it's safe to say that they're going to be there, just maybe not as many new characters as we're thinking. Yeah, uh, probably they're going to be focused on Cloud and Sephiroth, I hope. Yeah, well, the, the standard Halabastian Radiant Garden Restoration Committee or whatever, the Sid, Yuffie, uh, Leon, mm. Cloud, Tifa, the ones that we've already seen, I think, will are pretty safe best to return. Yeah. Uh, but many more, I don't know. Hmm. It'd be nice if we see some more of the Twilight people, because we've seen Hainer, Pence, and Alette, but it'd be cool to see, like, Cypher and Fujin and Raijin and Vivi again. And Setzer, I think. And Setzer, yep. I just played Final Maybe Fantasy VI, so... Good one. Hmm. Uh, do you think they're going to make a Final Fantasy world? I heard some rumors about that. Like I really don't. Yeah. Maybe what? maybe if they go to Midgard. What? No, what? I don't think they're going to do that, because as far as Kingdom Hearts canon is concerned, uh, Radiant Garden is like the Kingdom Hearts world. It's not specifically Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, because that's also where Kyrie and her grandmother lived. Yeah, yeah. But it's like they're all from there. Yunariku and Pain. Uh, who else? I don't know. But they're like Radiant Garden is the Final Fantasy world. So I would be shocked and amazed if they actually brought a, a location from one of the Final Fantasy games into it. Yeah, it would be really cool though. It would. I think. Have you played World of Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, for like 20 hours and I stopped. Nice. Okay, <laughs> so you're familiar enough with it. Yeah. I thought. Uh, that I got it free with uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen when that came out, Ooh. and I thought that was like such a fun game. Like it, that was Kingdom Hearts for Final Fantasy, basically, and that's what it did. You know, it took the the different like it had uh, maybe not Midgar, but it had uh, Shinra. I don't know. I can't remember Nibelheim, perhaps. Right. It had a prominent Final Fantasy Seven area. It had the uh, Balam Garden from Final Fantasy Eight. It had prominent areas from basically every Final Fantasy game, number Final Fantasy game, and merged into one world. And I thought it was really, really well done, and people mostly write it off because it's like the cutesy, chibi animation. But I thought it was such a fun and well-done game. Yeah. So I think if people want a Final Fantasy world in Kingdom Hearts, they should play World of Final Fantasy. It's (laughs) literally the title. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. So aside from the worlds, what about the characters? Who are some of your favorite Disney characters in the... Kingdom Hearts games. I tend to like uh, the summons, maybe. Oh, that's a good thought. They don't really play a big part, and I never kind of use them, but uh, when they are introduced, <laughs> they're, they're so flashy animations, and mm. they feel like they they make an impact, even though they don't. Yeah, no, fair enough. Like uh, Simba in the first one, he was like a big part of... Uh, did you ever watch the main menu trailer, if you just let it sit there? Oh, I'm not sure. The main menu trailer... Yeah, there's a, there's a movie clip uh, or a montage to place if you sit in the main menu for like a minute or something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, there's, uh, there's the Simba reveal. And yeah, everything. yeah. And that really made an impact on me when I was little. So I really remember him. Uh, other than um, that, I guess I guess Beast because of his role in one. I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really like the movie. Uh, the, the really, I like it, but it's it has very many flaws. I think. 
Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, as a lot of Disney movies do. Yeah. I, but, I, I liked the know. live-action remake even more, actually. Really? Yeah. It was really fun. I didn't think I didn't think it was bad. I, I thought it was as good as it could have been. It, it, it was a fun fluff film. Yeah, I really loved it. Well, good. Good. Hmm. And, and actually, um, uh, from the first game... Uh, Tarzan? Do you, oh, do you yeah. like Tarzan or do you hate Tarzan like other people? I will be honest. I that's one of the hand. There's like five or six Disney movies that I've been meaning to watch for years that I just still haven't. Whoa. I have not seen Tarzan all the way through. Damn. I really enjoy the world. I think the world is a lot better than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen parts of the movie over the years, like when it's on TV and I catch ten minutes or ten minutes there, hmm. but I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite movie, and then Tangled. Awesome. Yeah, nice. My my favorite Disney movie isn't in Kingdom Hearts, and that's Robin Hood. Oh yeah, animated Robin Hood is like, for my whole life, been my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, they, they might I, do it. Yeah, it's one of those that I feel like could make a good, uh, off the wall, like unexpected appearance. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like if they're gonna do something like that the more likely options are going to be like jungle book yeah they they did that because for like they brought my sleep yeah well it was a scrapped world right like they have oh. some of the models or some of the world created but it's just in the scrap data yeah so kind of like how there were buzz and woody models in kingdom hearts 2 that were scrapped or not used i feel like if they were going to do one of the older classic ones it would be more likely uh jungle book than robin hood yeah Probably. Robin Hood would have been great if they didn't have Pirates of the Caribbean returning because it would be a whole less a pirate, more a thief, but still that kind of like vagabond uh, doing quote unquote bad things, but for a good reason, rob the rich to feed the poor and all that. So I feel like the themes are too similar to pirates. Yeah. Uh, pirates closed a lot of doors, actually. Yeah. Uh, tre- like a Treasure Planet. Tre- treasure Planet. Yep. I really, really want to Treasure Planet, but it's not gonna happen now that's another one that i haven't seen and still want to yeah, that's probably my third favorite disney movie so <laughs> get on it yeah it, it was it had a lot of high hopes since uh it was the the other roy conley directed movie too and he's yeah. got tangled and big hero six in hmm. so people thought that was a shoe in should have been but instead we've got cgi johnny depp once again hooray yeah. Don't get me wrong, like the world looks really cool. It doesn't but, uh, look bad. But it looks so much improved from PS2 days, obviously, but it's probably my least anticipated world. Yeah, yeah, totally. In Hearts 3. Hmm. Speaking of like real people, do you think they're going to do Marvel or Star Wars? No, I, I really don't. I feel like they've confirmed in interviews that it's not going to happen, hmm. But and I'm totally 100% okay with that because they are full universes unto themselves like no matter what you do with the marvel or the star wars universes if you did bring them into kingdom hearts it would be too much yeah totally like you'd have to focus on one or two areas you can only take one or two planets or set pieces from star wars you can only take one or two like main events from the event from the mcu or from a cartoon or something like you don't you'd have to pick and choose and you wouldn't make everybody happy there'd be a select group that this is their favorite part hmm. and they would be stoked to have it in but it, i think it's just a bit too logistically speaking difficult not even getting into the whole discussion around the properties yeah it's gonna be weird I mean, yeah so i think it would be a lot more likely to have easter eggs and 
slot, like clever nods. Things like people have said that they'd like to see have an unlockable shield for Goofy. That's Captain America's shield. <laughs> okay. And I think that that like that would be a really cool way to say, hey, we know you want Marvel in it, so here's something. Yep. You know, kind of like how in Disney Infinity, if you like got all of the figures for Disney Infinity 3.0 and unlocked them in the game, then you'd get the Keyblade for King or for Mickey. And it was like the one Kingdom Hearts thing that you could get in Disney Infinity. And I thought that was a neat little unlockable. So it'd be cool to see something like that or like a lightsaber keyblade for Sora. So I think those would be a lot more neat than having full Marvel or Star Wars worlds at this point. Yeah, I really don't want them to include that. It's going to be... High five. As I said, really messy. Yeah. I've mentioned this previously with another guest, I think, but if they were going to do more live action stuff i really wish they would have done enchanted which yeah. is definitely not popular enough to make the cut i don't think but i feel like that would be really cool to have like start off in the animated andalasia and then have sora fall through the portal that giselle falls through and then he comes out the other end looking like a human instead of like a animated cartoon in a human world and have donald and goofy be an actual dog and an actual <laughs> duck that can't talk yeah. And, like, it would be such a funny moment. It would be such a different dynamic because you wouldn't be able to communicate with your party members as easily. Uh, and there's this you know, evil queen similar to Maleficent wreaking havoc on the real world. I, I think it's got so much potential to be really awesome and really fresh and new and different. But it didn't make as much money as Pirates of the Caribbean did at the box office. So, you know. <laughs> That's a shame. What about Disney characters or worlds that are not in it that you would like to see? We've already touched on things like Treasure Planet and Enchanted, but uh, what are some other, like maybe characters, just characters that you'd like to see? Characters. I'm drawing a complete blank on Disney characters. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got one. Okay. My, my go-to is Max Goof. Yeah, Goofy's son. Yeah, because we've seen Goofy and Pete, obviously, yeah. but we've seen none of their families. Meanwhile, we've seen Donald and Daisy and Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Scrooge. So we've seen, like, most of Donald's extended family, well, but we haven't seen uh, anybody. He has a pretty big family tree. He's got, yeah, he <laughs> does. There, there are a lot of ducks in the Disneyverse. <laughs> 50 ducks. But still, we've seen, like, half a dozen of them, whereas the goofs we've seen, Goofy. Yeah, maybe he's and, a bachelor in this one. I mean, could be. That's certainly how it seems. But I feel like Max would get on great with Sora. You know, they're both the teenagers, and Sora would be a good like go between between Goofy and Max because Max is embarrassed by his dad, but his dad is best friends with Sora, and so I don't know. I think that I think it would be such a neat inclusion. Yeah, maybe for the next uh, trilogy they can do that. Like. When yeah, maybe. Tw- Twenty hours <laughs> pass. Goofy's got an old. He's got a son now. Yeah, there you go. Could do. He's a great beard. I was kind of just, I was just kind of hoping maybe he'd show up in Kingdom Hearts three, like in Disney Castle, maybe or Traverse Town or something. I don't know. Halibastion, Radiant Garden, just one of those hub worlds. Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Disney characters, I would like to see. Uh, you mentioned Scrooge. I'd like to see him yep. more talking. With his yep. Scottish, Scottish accent. 
Yep, yep. More of that. Maybe uh, get get more David Tennant since the original voice actor is gone and he's the new one. Yes, that would be very good. And Huey Dewey can play a bigger part, I think, like being like shopkeepers, maybe. Yeah, well, it, it always felt a bit strange to me in Kingdom Hearts 2. I mean, I know in Kingdom Hearts 1, Huey, Dewey, and Louie ran their shop in Traverse Town, so it kind of made sense to have them run shops again in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. But <clears throat> it seemed a bit strange to have Scrooge in the same area as the his nephew's shops, but like he didn't have anything to do with them. Like He was just, oh, I'm trying to make sea salt ice cream. Yeah, uh, the, oh, there was okay. like, very little interaction <laughs> between the Disney characters in... Yeah, it was it was really just he's there to be another Disney face. Mm. And that's kind of so. that's kind of uh, that's a kind of good good segue to the next uh, point, I guess. Like the importance of Disney. Yeah. And how they like interact with Disney and how Disney like interacts back with the Kingdom Hearts plot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's yeah, you can go first. Definitely, it's definitely waxed and waned throughout the series. Like, in Kingdom Hearts 1, obviously, it was such a big risk and a big uh, question mark how it was going to go being Final Fantasy meets Disney. But because it was just, it was like, one of the big selling points was there's meet over 100 of your favorite Disney characters. And going to the different worlds was such a big deal. Like, this this kid on this island and his friends, they want to go to see all other worlds. And so them traveling to these other worlds whether through pleasure or strife, like it was such an experience for them. It was like living their dream, even though there was all this drama going on. So going and seeing all these worlds and meeting these new people was such a big deal for Sora and for Riku. And not to mention the princesses of heart being like a pivotal plot point. Even the ones that you didn't go to the worlds like Cinderella or uh, Snow White, they still were important characters at the end game. And as far as original characters go, there was only Sora, Riku, Kairi, and Ansem. I'm pretty sure the rest of the cast was either Disney or Final Fantasy. Yeah, I think so. Then as soon as, like, as soon as Chain of Memories, it was much less important. Every world you went to was a rehash from Kingdom Hearts 1. The world that you were actually in the whole time was Castle Oblivion, a brand new location. Mm. And they introduced this organization that like, expands the original cast by like three times. <laughs> yeah. And it only gets more so in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. So, like, there's still the importance of going to the worlds and defeating the Heartless and meeting new characters and stuff. But even in Kingdom Hearts 2, it felt less important to go to the Disney worlds. It was more like a means to an end. Like, Atlantica was completely optional with musical mini games. And... No, you have to go there. You have to sing. Come on. Do you? Well, I mean,. Uh, How else I feel will like... you be able to enjoy the incredible minigames that Tetsuya and Nomura made for us? Okay, yeah, fair fair enough. It is mandatory. Mandatory Atlantica. I have to go there. <laughs> but uh, Pride Lands is also completely optional. It just feels tacked on. Like, there's no important happenings there. Pete shows up on your second time through, but other than that, it's just a means to an end. It's, here's a new world. Yeah, I felt that. I replayed the game that number two uh, last year when the mm-hmm. collection came out uh, for PS4. And yep. uh, yeah, I really felt that most of the Disney stuff was just there for sake of being Disney stuff. Unfortunately, it kind of feels like that's how Kingdom Hearts 3 is shaping up too. Like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, every major Disney world had an organization member there. Like, you saw Demix in the Underworld, you saw Luxord at in Pirates of the Caribbean and 
Uh, stuff like that. And so different organization members you had encounters with in different worlds. And again, it was kind of more of a means to an end. Like you're going there and you're helping play through the movie, but mostly it's a means to find more organization members and uncover the mystery behind Xehanort and behind Xemnas or whatever. But they didn't have, they didn't feel as important or substantial as Kingdom Hearts 1 to me. Yeah, totally. And so far, that kind of seems like how they're going with Kingdom Hearts 3 as well. Like, there's Larxene in the Frozen World, and there's Marluxia or Lorium in uh, Tangled. And it just feels, again, like they're going... I'm sure it's going to be bigger and more crazy with how big the worlds are. There's got to be more than just that, obviously. And I'm not trying to play down Kingdom Hearts 3 because I'm super crazy stoked for it. (laughs) But it just... I'm getting that vibe from Kingdom Hearts 2 where the Disney worlds feel more obligatory than necessary. Yeah, I, I was kind of hopeful for a while because uh, at the end of uh, 0.2, they say they have to go to Olympus to get the strength back. Yeah, yeah. So I think I thought like, uh, okay, okay, what can we do from here? Okay, maybe if they go to Frozen, they can learn how to control magic from Elsa. Yeah. And I felt like there was there was a way to integrate the, the movies better. So yeah, well, uh, it's, it's interesting too because they've been in interviews they've been saying how. Uh, like, the Big Hero 6 world is going to have a story that follows the movie. It's going to be an original story. Uh, and Toy Story is an original story. It takes place between King, or Toy Story 1 and 2, I think. So between 1 and 2 or 2 and 3. At, but, what, 3 and 4, maybe? No, no. It's it's definitely in between movies that are already out. I think it's supposed to be between 1 and 2. Okay. Because uh, I don't think Jesse and Bullseye are there yet. Um, but even with that... Uh, it, the, they're making some of the worlds with original stories which is nice because it's not just playing through a rehashed version of the movie but then others like they, they've said that the Tangled story is going to be new but it's pretty obvious that it's going to be the movie because you get her down from the tower and you go find her lineage at the at the um, kingdom in Corona yeah. and it's like showing you scenes straight from the movie so and she's got her long hair as opposed to you know spoiler alert what happens at the end and it gets cut because you wouldn't have a Rapunzel world without Rapunzel's long hair right yeah so it's just it's interesting to hear them say that so many of the world stories are going to be different when so many of them look like they're obviously going to be at least heavily inspired by the movie but uh, I think that would have been interesting if Frozen like you say was post Frozen. Because it'd be great if uh, Elsa had control of her powers and she taught you to hone your abilities. I think that's really cool, and I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah, but instead we like see the exact same scene from the movie where she walks across the yeah. lake. So that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Again, it looks fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, it just would have been nice to have a different approach. Yeah. Well, at least we get on and get to know how to pirate a ship, I guess. Yep, yep. That's very important in uh, the fight against <laughs> Sea or not. It sure is. So uh, you, maybe see, just... you think like uh, they're just going to go look for uh, the other darknesses? That's the plot? Uh, I don't know. It's interesting because there's the whole 13 darknesses and 7 lights. Mm-hmm. And for a while it seemed like there's so many lights. Like how are they going to... What are they going to do with the other characters? Because people are thinking that the 7 lights were going to be like... Sora, Riku, Kairi, Aqua, Ventus, Terra, like save Aqua, save Ventus, save Terra, yeah. and Mickey. But then what about Donald and Goofy? What about Lee? 
there's extra characters. But then we see in the trailers what happens to uh, Aqua, so you can count her out. She's one of the darknesses as opposed to one of the lights. Do you uh, really so, think that, though? I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't just uh, like a, a so messed up dream like or a, a boss or something that they saw or an illusion. darkness? I don't know, because like in 0.2, you know how she fights her darkness in the mirror, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of questions, and that's a good thing. I like that we're being teased with these big events, but we don't really know what's happening. So that's a good thing. I think they're doing a great job of hyping it up without giving too much away. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think that they're necessarily just going to be searching for the darknesses and or the lights. And the bombs. I think the big... Yeah, I think the big plot points are going to be, at least for Sora's side of things, uh, gaining his powers back, trying to free Roxas, trying to save Aqua. That might be Riku and Mickey as opposed to Sora, but... Yeah, that's more I don't, I don't know. Riku. I think it's... I think what has me most excited is it's supposed to be tying up a lot of loose ends, and that's what I've been wanting for 10 years now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of has to, because it's the end of the trilogy. Yeah, it's gonna end the Saiyan Arch saga. Mm. So, before we get too far off of it, I I think probably even with all the rehash worlds like in Chain of Memories and Recoded and stuff, probably my most disappointed, or the biggest disappointment I had in terms of Disney inclusion was uh, Dream Drop Distance. Okay. Because, like, I thought it was great after so many side games where we went to worlds we've already been to. It was nice to have what felt like a new game when that came out with new worlds and new characters. But the Dream Eaters, I think, took away a bit for me because, like, Quasimodo joins your party for, after a cutscene, but he doesn't, he's not actually in your party. You know, he's traveling with you, quote-unquote, but you don't see him until the next cutscene. Huh. Or in The Grid, uh, Korra joins your party. But again, she's just with you until the next cutscene. She doesn't fight with you. She has, she's not alongside you. And I feel like that took away from it a lot. That made it feel even more like the worlds were just obligatory and didn't really matter much. It was it was kind of like Kingdom Hearts 2 where instead of seeing a different Organization 13 member, you're seeing a different Xehanort. Whether it's <laughs> Young Master Xehanort or you're say, seeing Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, or you're seeing Xemnas or whatever. Yeah. So it was... <laughs> It wasn't just that you were only going to the worlds to see another dark figure. It was that the worlds themselves, while big and open thanks to flow motion, were <sighs> lackluster because the, the character integration was so subpar to me. Hmm. So I think that's what I'm really hoping for in Kingdom Hearts 3 is I want Disney to feel important again instead of just eye candy. Yeah, totally. So with the with the whole idea of seven new princesses of heart, I think that's what they're trying to go for. So fingers crossed. Do you have any idea who who the new seven are? Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and put money down saying that Kyrie's one of them still. Like she's still the main one, I think. Okay. But as for Disney ones, it seems pretty obvious that they're going for Rapunzel and at least uh Elsa, if not Anna too. Oh. But Elsa for sure. Yeah. They could go an Alice route, like Alice from Alice in Wonderland. She's not actually a princess. She's not marketed as a Disney princess. But in Kingdom Hearts 1, she was a princess of heart. And they could have Boo from Monsters, Inc. be one. Oh. Which I think would be interesting because she's such a... Like, she's an infant, right? She's a child. Yeah. And not like an Alice child, but like she's 
basically a toddler. <laughs> yeah, totally. But she's pure of heart for sure. So I think that would be an interesting route to take. Mm. What about and uh, actually? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you. No, first. no, no, you, you. Come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It's just a quick side tangent. I, before Monsters Inc was announced, it was one of my most like it was one of the words I wanted the most because I just thought like how they have the the doors that lead to the real world or the human world to do their scaring and stuff. I thought, like, Monsters, Inc. would make for an excellent hub world. Like, if they couldn't use the gummy ships or something, they'd just come upon Monsters, Inc., and they could use the doors to travel to different worlds. And I thought that would be really cool. That's neat. Obviously, it's not the route they've taken since the gummy ships are returning, but I think that could still make for a really interesting maybe boss battle where you're jumping through doors to try and escape or try and get to jump on them. I don't know, but I think, like in the climax of the Monsters, Inc. movie where they're riding on the doors and they're... Uh, going in and out of them, I feel like that would make a really, really cool mechanic, and I hope to see us going in and out of doors and not just hanging out in Monstropolis. Yeah, yeah, they're probably going to do something cool. Yeah, so just a side note there. You go ahead now. Uh, what about uh, Elizabeth from Pirates? She wasn't a uh, princess before. Yeah, could be. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like because I don't care about her at all, yeah, <laughs> I hope me not. Neither, but but uh, it could be. Who knows? And then there's uh, Big Hero 6, like the main character is a young boy. Then there's two two girls on the team, but neither of them really stand out from the other. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll have one there. <laughs> New Princess of Heart, Baymax. <laughs> well, who's to say? <laughs> Maybe. And also there's no obvious pick from Toy Story either. Unless Jesse is there. Maybe Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Because if, if half their friends have been taken away and they're trying to find them, then maybe at the end you find either Jesse or Bo Peep and one of them is a princess. Yeah, or Mrs. Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, yeah, so Disney's been a bit up and down, I think, but I, I really hope that Kingdom Hearts 3 brings it around and that they have another, at least one more wild, crazy, out there, unexpected world like like the Timeless River. Because I just thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that one and uh, Space Paranoids are like the two coolest ones. Yeah, in yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2, because they fit into the, the story. So. Yeah, definitely. Fingers I think for, for such a... Like, how much I was saying, oh, they're never going to do Enchanted because it's not popular enough. Like, they put Tron in. They made Tron important. <laughs> and how popular was Tron before? It was like a cult classic, but yeah. it's not a good movie. Yeah. But they, they put like it, it in. I mean... It's not that I don't like it. It's that I acknowledge that it's not a good movie. Okay. I actually like haven't not seen the first one. I've just seen the new one. Sure, sure. It, it's a interesting topic, I think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe but for I think another podcast. Tron, yeah, perhaps another time. But quick note is I think Tron, the original, was like pretty cool and impressive for its time when it was released. But it certainly doesn't... I, you wouldn't expect a lot of things to hold up graphically speaking. It just looks super camp and bizarre by today's standards, but the story as well is a bit uh, not great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you think Winnie the Pooh is going to be back? I don't know. I've heard a lot of speculation that it will be, but again, in interviews, Tetsuya said that he doesn't want there to be any optional worlds. Like he wants the players to take in everything that it has to offer. And Winnie the Pooh is, again, an optional world. It didn't have Heartless, and it was just mini-games and fun. Oh. Uh, so it would be interesting if they include it but make it mandatory. 
Yeah. I my one hope if they have Winnie the Pooh return is that Christopher Robin's there. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's the big with a new movie. Yeah. It, well, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I just mean like it could be classic Christopher Robin. Like it's again where Kingdom Hearts one. It was so fun and interesting and neat to track down the torn pages and rebuild the book and go to Pooh's world. And in Kingdom Hearts two, you go back to Pooh's world by literally doing the same thing. You're tracking down torn pages because the book gets ripped again. And it just felt uh, underwhelming because it was it was new mini games and that was fun, but it was doing the same thing in a dif- different way. So I think if they're going to shake up the Wayne the Pooh world, then they need to bring Christopher Robin and have another person. Yeah, uh, one world that I think uh, or hope maybe will be in is uh, One Hundred One Dalmatians. Oh, that would be cool because of the first uh, game. They were like a yeah, they, they'd be the tie-in there. Yeah, for sure. And you know that they can change forms, so. Uh, they could be canines. Yeah, sword. They don't, I ha- mean? they don't have to. Yeah, like swords turned into a lion before. Yeah, he's turned totally. into a mer person. It's gonna he be could a totally toy be. now. Yeah, so he could totally, and he doesn't have to become a Dalmatian like them, you know, because there's other dogs that help them in the movie that are other varieties of dogs. So that'd be really cool, actually. Yeah, and then we were so different than every other like world. Like, is it like yeah. sixteen? Uh, 60s uh, London, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that would be really different. And I hope there's going to be a lot of different looking environments in tree. I agree. And I think there's going like to be. Like, they've tried to... I think that's what they're going for, too, like, with the big frozen world, like, uh, ice world. And then there's the big sprawling cityscape with Big Hero 6, which, is, which I can't wait to see in action. And then there's, like, the forest with Tangled. And the, the toy store, which has endless possibilities. So they are making really unique choices for the world, and I think that would make for a different feel, for sure. Yeah, and it, it's not going to be that long to wait now. It's like half a year. No. Yes. Yeah, end of July now, so we're literally half a year away. Six months from now, six months from today, as we're recording, it launches in Japan and in the U.S. days later. Yeah. Or globally days later. And in between that, there's Tokyo Game Show, uh, probably Jump Festival, the ga- I think. The, ga- the Game Awards as well. Yeah. So. Did Gamescom already happen? Gamescom is I think that's uh, in September. August. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so there's still three or four big events that they could do. We're probably going to see more Kingdom Hearts in the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm, I'd be surprised if we didn't. Because I think I read recently that the next trailer, they're planning to show off Big Hero 6, finally. Yeah. But they've also said that there are more worlds, plural, that have not been revealed yet, more Disney worlds. So if they plan to show them all off before the game launches, which I'm pretty sure they are planning to, then I reckon we can look forward to a new trailer every month or so. Maybe every one to two months until launch. It would be kind of neat to like not show a world and have it be a surprise. I agree, yeah. There's, uh, in the last episode, I was talking to my cousin, and he's playing the games right now for the first time. Like, he's just started recently with Kingdom Hearts 1. And he only knows a little bit from, like, what he's seen me post on my Facebook. But for the most part, he doesn't know worlds that are going to be in each game. And so he's going into everything fresh without spoilers. And I'm like, that would be so cool. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm such a big fan. I follow all the news avidly and intently. Yeah, it's kind of And hard. it's fun to speculate. But then when you go into the game knowing what you're going to see, it loses a bit of its uh, luster. Mm. Yeah. So like, it would be so cool to go into it blind, just knowing that you're excited for it, but not knowing what to expect. 
that's how it was back in 2002. Didn't have uh, internet or yep. very limited internet yep. at least. It's like a, a total change of topic, but I always somehow segue into Marvel. But uh, like I always thought it would have been really cool if they didn't, if for Thor Ragnarok, if they didn't show anything of the Hulk, and then all of a sudden Hulk's in the arena, and you're like, what? Yeah. Like that would have been such a cool moment to see for the first time in cinemas. Yeah, totally. Like trailers but, uh, these days show probably way too much. Sure, and I mean, I get that they have to show some things to try and hype up, like, it's not just a Thor movie, it's a Thor and Hulk movie. Hmm. It's like this, they, people want to see what worlds are going to show up, so and they want to show them, this is a new movie that was really popular, and you're excited to see it, so it makes sense from a marketing perspective. But it, man, it would be so cool to just not know. <laughs> yeah, what if, like, it's the, too next, difficult. the next, it's... like, four trailers are just Kyrie and Lee sitting in the sunset? <laughs> yeah. That would be enough for me. Like, all I would want, I think, if I wanted to... Because it's so difficult to stay blind and to go in blinded and give yourself a blackout. It's impossible. Until it launches. Yeah, if you're online at all, it's so hard. I don't know. If if they were just going to release one more trailer, I'd like it to be like a... Almost like a next time on whatever show you're watching. Dragon Ball Z. They would just show us a flash of, like, here's a character. Here's a character. Here's a character. Here's a character. Like, show a lot of characters... And then people can speculate where they're at from the, that and just hype people up with the characters they're going to be in it. But don't give anything else. Like, just a tease. Yeah, because the characters, they look so pretty now. Yeah, exactly. I almost cried when <laughs> I saw the E.T. trailer. The the which one? Uh, the one that showed the first Lee and Kari and then uh, Riku. Oh, man. That's so gorgeous. Yeah, it looks so good. Ah, it really does. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. Well, that that seems like a good enough place to, to wrap it up. Totally. So thank you so much for joining me, Espen. I know it's a bit short notice. I'm glad we were able to work it out. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It was fun. So uh, where can listeners find you online? Uh, well, well, well. Uh, I do write for Gamer.no if you're Norwegian. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast in Norwegian, actually. It's oh, yeah. uh, Spill Archive, uh, the game's <laughs> archive, as they say in English. Okay. So if there is by any chance any Norwegian listening, go check that out. Awesome. Uh, otherwise, I'm and on Twitter at Espen Jans with a C at the end. So it's uh, E-S-P-E-N-J-A-N-C. Yeah. Right, and uh, you can find me online uh, on Twitter at Zachary P. Lyons or the Chaos Cast online at chaos cast that's chaos with a k uh this has been episode (laughs) this has been episode seven of kingdom hearts and other stuff and chaos is a part of the nerd pals network which you can find at nerdpals.network and by searching for super nerd pals on itunes soundcloud and stitcher uh be sure to check out the other nerd pals shows left for dread and super nerd pals itself thank you again to espen for joining me and thanks to you for listening may your heart be your guiding key